You're listening to the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. This podcast is a part of the Overtime Heroics Podcast Network and the Rise Up Podcast Community. Join the forums for free at OvertimeHeroics.com slash forums and visit bit.ly slash community. What's on tap for episode 112 of the local Sunday Sports Podcast? Well, I hope you're ready for some football and baseball and soccer. But more importantly, football! Welcome to another installment of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Opening theme from Music Radio Creative. Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite podcasting platform. Now for our host, Lee W. Mowen. Was that annoying? I hope it was. Anyway, hello and welcome to episode 112 of this podcast. Can you believe it? It's already football season, just like that. I kind of can, because it's August, and this is normally the time where football starts. But other than that, yeah, I'm surprised. So, Ohio high school football doesn't start until later this week. And normally this would be the time where I'd have an episode saying, you can listen or watch all these games. Well, that's not going to happen for one episode, and I'll tell you why. Last year, there was a nice article in the Dayton Daily News saying which platforms and radio stations and TV stations were covering what. Couldn't find one this year. And my forum on Yappy... Didn't really yield much, except that WSWO is back to covering Wayne Sports in Huber Heights. Which Huber Heights has quite the radio gem up there, so if you're up in the Huber Heights area, appreciate those folks, because it is, it's volunteer. It's strictly volunteer. And they do nice work, so give them a thanks. So, there are a couple scores. I know I just said Ohio High School football hasn't started yet, but there's a couple scores from around the area. And I did find the Indiana High School scores. You know, this would probably be the nice point to have a football score theme, but I don't have one made. So that'll do. But I will go ahead and give the scores. Maybe by week 10 I'll have a nice theme made. It'll happen at the beginning of episodes, just like last year. And if it's right before an interview, I'll say, go to this point. You can listen to the interview if you don't care about the scores. So let's go ahead and begin. Week 1 of Indiana football looks like this. Richmond defeats Connersville 41-14. to That's 41 unanswered points by the Red Devils after getting off to a rough start against the Spartans. Connorsville took an interception, ran it back the other way for seven points off the turnover. Then Richmond scored 41 straight to beat Connorsville 41 to 14. And Tony Sonsini's debut with the Richmond Red Devils as head coach. You might know that name if you follow Preble County football or National Trail a few years back because he was the head coach responsible for the Blazers' success, especially that year they went, what was it, eight and two, eight and three, something like that. 
Yeah, that was a great year for a national trail. It's also fun to see. So Richmond wins 41-14. Northeastern knocks off Union County 27-14. The Centerville Bulldogs knock off the Lincoln Golden Eagles 42-6. Union City edges out the Tri-Titans 23-21. Knightstown with a 21-0 win over Hagerstown, the Tigers. And South Adams defeats Winchester and shuts out the Golden Falcons 40 to nothing. Just think, next episode, there'll be a lot more scores to go through. I'm pretty excited. Don't have college scores yet. That hasn't started. And NFL scores, it's preseason. We'll wait until the regular season begins. It'll be our secret. And also I have other scores here, which I can go ahead and mention. Wright State women's soccer off to a 2 nothing start. They won at Marion University in Indianapolis, a non-NCAA Division One foe, 2-0. And then came back at home, defeat Miami, 1-0. I had that call on ESPN+. And truth be told, I didn't think I did that good. That beginning intro, I went a little over the two-minute mark. I just, I don't know what it was, but yeah. But it was a good win for Wright State, and freshman Michelle Rings got her first ever collegiate goal on a very well-placed free kick, and that's how the score would stay after the 43rd minute. And by the way, Miami women's soccer, that's the first time they were at Wright State since 2003. I mentioned that on the broadcast, and yeah, that was a fun match. Very entertaining to call. Hopefully very entertaining to watch if you saw it on ESPN+. And hopefully the highlights come out soon so I can make a YouTube playlist with all those from Wright State. Men's soccer doesn't start until later in the week. Wright State's at Central Arkansas and UD's on the road as well. First home game, the Flyers next Friday will host Ohio State. And September the 10th, Wright State will host Cincinnati. Two very fun matches. I suggest giving college soccer a look-see. College volleyball, yet to start. That will be next week. I No, this is the last week of August, I guess, and later in the week. Shows you how much I've been paying attention what day it is. And now we'll turn our attention to more football. Now, remember how I said that Last year, I really enjoyed making the episode where I said, you can watch and listen all these games, yada, 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 all ten weeks. Well, this year, it's going to be a little different. It's not going to be one episode for the whole season. It's going to be one week per season, per episode, per season. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, I will tell you how to watch, listen... And catch these games as the week occurs. So this is week one. I'll tell you how to listen, watch week one. Sounds pretty simple, if I didn't stumble over my words just a minute ago. So let's begin. These are Thursday games. If you'd like to catch Alter at Fairmont and can't make it to Roush Stadium in Kettering, you got a couple options. You can watch it on TV at my 45.2 or MyTVDayton.com. It'll be live. And it's also simulcast on Stadium at WatchStadium.com slash live. Which, once I found that out, that's, you know, I was pretty surprised. Also, by the way, this is from Yappy. Yappy has a feed saying what all games you can watch. If I missed any, 
tell me the normal address. I'm sorry, I'm not purposely skipping over any. This is all what I got from yesterday. Back to Alter at Fairmont, it's a 7 o'clock first kick. You can also listen to it on ohiosportsline.net. That's the Alter Nights feed. You can listen to it on AM radio at 1610-1660 AM. They cover the Fairmont Firebirds. Or you can listen to it on ESPN 1410, which this year, all high school football games will be on 1410 instead of an FM station, which is great because it's sports. Sports should go on the sports station. And two, my FM is not working in my car. It's not a nice thing. Anyway, there you go. Lima Central Catholic at Lima Senior. Yes, I know this is kind of north of the Miami Valley, but yeah, They're part of a league that spans into Miami Valley, so it counts. By the way, this is Thursday. This is tomorrow. 7 p.m., you can watch it on WTLWDT, which is channel 44.1, and also 44.2 with WOSN slash WTLW hyphen DD2. Ooh, they have DT and DT2. Outstanding. You can also watch it online at WOSN.TV slash live. On the radio, it's at WEGEFM 104.9, your dial up there. Also online, 104.9, TheEagle.com. You can listen to it on WIMA, 1150 AM in Lima, or 1150WIMA.com. WWSRFM 93.1, also 931thefan.com. Or Ustream.tv slash channel slash Lima hyphen Warriors hyphen football. And also UBRnetworks.com. All those feeds will have Lima Central Catholic at Lima Senior. Big, big matchup. It's a battle of Lima. Lima Central Catholic, very good school for football and basketball. And Lima Senior hosting, I believe it's at Lima Stadium. And going back to the Alter Fairmont night. I don't have to tell you that's the Battle of Kettering. If I do, then that's the Battle of Kettering. Which I always love. That's the first week in past two years. Fairmont's got the win over Alter. Then Alter's steamrolled through the rest of their schedule. So we'll see how 2019 starts up for those squads. And now we're on to the Friday games. There's a lot of them. I will mention the game, then the avenue of listening to them. And I'll also mention if it's taped late or not, because that's kind of important if you're expecting it live. Fort Loramie at Minster at 11 p.m. This is going to be a tape delay. There's no way that game's starting at 11 p.m. You can watch it on WOSN slash WTLWDD2, which is 44.2. It'll be on that station, WOSN.TV slash live, NT. NK Telco, excuse me, NK Telco will have a tape delay stream. You can follow them at nktelco.net slash index.php slash nktelco hyphen sports or dash, I say hyphen. You know, figure out what works for you, I guess. Oak Hills at East Central Indiana. That's the East Central Trojans. And that's a 7 p.m. kick. And you need a subscription for iscsportsnetwork.com. I don't know what the rates are. I did not look. I'm sorry, but you'll need a subscription. Allen East at Bath, back up north towards the Lima area. You can watch it on tape delay on WTLWDT. That's 44.1 up there. And WIMA AM 1150, which I assume is not tape delayed. 
I assume that's a live stream. You can listen to it at 11.50 a.m. in Lima or 11.50wima.com. Lachlan at West Jefferson. This is a Cincinnati team reaching out towards the Columbus area. And you can listen to it at WCYC Low Power, 105.1 FM. So I assume you have to be really close to West Jefferson to pick up the signal. You can also go to readyfm.com. You can listen to that game there. Springfield at Hilliard Bradley. That's a 7 o'clock kick, and it's online at diamondsportsmedia.com. Elder at Gahanna Lincoln. Sounds like a good hockey battle there. Hockey season's just around the corner. Uh, anyway, that's football. You can have uh, several ways listening Elder at Gahanna Lincoln. ehsports.com, WNOPAM, which is 740, also 89.5 FM, I believe that's Cincinnati. WHSSFM, 89.5, I believe that's Columbus. Or SacredHeartRadio.com, I believe that's Cincinnati. And also, CBUS Sports Radio, spelled CBUS SportsRadio.com. Delphos Jefferson at Lima Shawnee. You can listen to a W Dope, that's W D O H. FM 107.1 or fun1071.fm. Ottawa Glandorf at Eastwood. That's a 7 o'clocker as well. WBUK FM 106.3 or 1063thefox.com. It's also on ToledoSportsNetwork.com. Defo St. John's at Alida. Alida. I forgot how to say that name again. I think I'm saying it wrong. Please yell at me how to say it. It is on WWSRFM 93.1 or 931thefan.com. And before we turn the page on Microsoft Word, New Bremen at Ada. That's a 7 o'clock kick. WONBFM 94.9 FM. ONU.edu slash WONB. That's Ohio Northern radio covering that. That's kind of nice. When I was at WWSU... My first year sports directing, we covered Fairborn football. And then we stopped because I wanted to cover Wright State soccer. Because it's Wright State Station. So that's kind of why I did that. In case you wanted to know. Page 2. More games. Bell Fountain at Wabakaneta. WBLLAM. That's 1390 up there. Or 107.3 FM. Go to peakofohio.com if you can't reach the radio. Or WZRXFM 107.5, WZRXFM.iHeart.com. Kenton at Coldwater, which I found out the other day, thanks to Brad Lovett, it used to be called Buzzard's Point. Why can't it still be called Buzzard's Point? I mean, Coldwater's cool and all, that name's cool, but Buzzard's Point. The Buzzard's Point Cavaliers. Nah. You can listen to Kenton and Coldwater and not the sound of my voice telling you random things about Coldwater at WKTNFM 95.3 FM WKTN.com or it's online WCSMRadio.com from the Salina area. Fort Loramie and Minster. You got a couple options. WCSM has the FM transmission up there 96.7 FM. Also WCSMRadio.com or scoresbroadcast.com. They do a very fine job covering s- sports up there. I was going to say scores up there. That's the name of the station. They do a nice job up north around the Shelby County area. Covington at St. Henry. 
Well, go to BucksFootball.com. That's B-U-C-C-S, then Football.com. BucksFootball.com. They're at St. Henry this week. Layman Catholic at Fort Recovery. Go to FortRecoveryRadio.com to listen to that game. St. Mary's Memorial is at Sydney this week. And it's WKKI-FM 94.3, K943.com. And I believe my good friend Michael Hearn has the call for you up there. Salina Adverse Sales. Plenty of options for this one. WCSMAM. That's 1350 up in the Salina area. Also on the website, WCSMRadio.com. You can listen to it online at K943.com. And also WTGR from Greenville. Scott Ward doing that call. It's uh, WTGR.com or 97.5 if you're in the Dark County area. DeGraff Riverside and Ansonia. It's on WTGR's website in the internet stream. WTGR.com as part of the cross-county conference coverage. That's four C's right there. And pretty soon that's not going to be a thing because the CCC is kind of falling apart. I thought the name would stick with at least one of the groups leaving or staying, whatever, but it's not. Bethel at Northridge. That's on GemCitySports.com. Dublin Kaufman at Northmont. You can listen to it at COSNAudio.com. I believe that's Central Ohio Sports Network. In case you wanted to know what the COSN was, I just told you. Cole Rain at Wayne. This is part of the Backyard Blitz. I want to thank them for following me on Twitter recently. Thank you very much. 7 p.m., wearecolerain.net. That's the site you want to bookmark if you're a fan of the Cardinals and interested to see how the post-Bolden era starts. Still a little shocked to see that, but it'll be interesting to see how the Cardinals coop. And the Wayne Warriors, they'll have WSWO, which is 97.3 FM. It's low power, so you have to be in Huber Heights or DaytonOldies.com. You can be on the web and listen to it. Wayne's also going through a bit of a a little bit of a change as well. I'm don't know how much I've covered it on this podcast. It's it was a little bit upset, but Jay Mitten no longer at Wayne. He's still a teacher there, but he's now the tight ends coach for the UD Flyers. They kind of forced him out, even though Jay Mitten is responsible for most, if not all, Wayne Warrior football success. No state title yet, but he's come close a couple times. And Wayne is probably probably one or two. One or the second team you think about when you think great football programs in the Miami Valley. We'll move on to a good battle here. Kings Mills Kings at Lebanon, Lebanon, Lebanon. Sorry. Kings at Lebanon. And this is also a transition year for Kings because Andy Olds is no longer there. I think he was there for 21 years at KHS. Outstanding. That's a 7 o'clock game. You can watch it, I believe, at LebanonOhio.gov slash index.aspx question mark NID equals 104. If your NID does not equal 104, you're in big trouble. Uh, go to Lebanon's uh, city's page. I was going to say Facebook, that's not right. Go to the City of Lebanon's actual website, and I'm sure you can find your way through there. 
Western Brown at Hillsborough. 7 o'clock game on WSRWAM 1590 or also on 101.5 FM and online WSRW.com. Blanchester at Washington Courthouse. That's on WCHOFM 105.5, Buckeye Country 105.com if you're not in the area. Wilmington at Valley View. It's a strange, strange matchup. Wilmington at Valley View. You know, because Valley View is not near Wilmington. Nor is Valley View near Wilmington, or Wilmington near Valley View. However, I said it first, it goes the other way. Anyway, it is on a low-power station, but you can pick it up in the Clinton County area at 106.7 FM or WALHradio.com. Indian Hill at New Richmond. Go to Mixler.com, M-I-X-L-R.com, slash N-R Lions. That's the voice of the new... Richmond Lions. Hamilton Ross at Hamilton Baden. It's in Hamilton and it's on WMOHAM 1450. The voice of Hamilton. And also the flagship of Miami University Sports. We have Springboro at Mason and this is on Mixler again. Mixler.com slash Mason dash Comets dash Sports dash Radio. Loveland at Sycamore. And also Princeton and Milford. It is on ESP Media's live stream. Go to livestream.com slash ESP Media. You can watch the Aves host Loveland or the Milford Eagles host the Princeton Vikings. Here's a battle of Indiana, Ohio for you. Brownsburg. I believe that's Indianapolis. They're at St. X. Cincinnati St. X is also Louisville St. X. And that will be on WSIA AM 1360 and Fox Fox Sports. Fox has more than one sport. See what I did there? Fox Sports 1360.iHeart.com. You can listen to it there. Lakota West at LaSalle. That's WCVXAM 1160. ChristianTalk1160.com and org slash WLSN hyphen listen watch hyphen games. So you got a couple options there. We have Indianapolis Cathedral visiting Muller at St. X. Because Muller won't have a football pitch this year, I believe. I think they're playing football at Princeton, except for this game. You can go to letsgobigmo.com and you can watch the Crusaders take on Indianapolis Cathedral. I don't know the name of Indianapolis Cathedral. Lawrenceburg visits the Taylor Yellow Jackets. You can hear that on FM WSCH 99.3 or EagleCountryOnline.com. Oak Hills at East Central. That will be OakHillsSports.com. I believe I did not paste that in the correct game because that's twice I mentioned that game. The first link I gave out for Oak Hills at East Central said a subscription was required. OakHillsSports.com does not say they need a subscription. So there you go. And now to the Saturday games. There's not many of these. Roger Bacon at Dunbar. You can go to UltimateSportsTalk.com. Columbus St. Francis de Sales versus Carroll at Wayne. This is also part of the Backyard Blitz. Come to think of it, actually, there's something else I wanted to mention about the Blitz. This year, three of the four teams have first-year head coaches. One doesn't. That's the sales. He's been there for 11 years. 
I forget what the name is, I'm sorry, but you can catch that game on PouringPurple.com. Pouring, like you're pouring out something, and the color purple. That's how words work. That's a 6 o'clock game, by the way. You'll have a tape delay of Bell Fountain and Wapakoneta on NK Telco. Which I thought I already mentioned that, but it was listed twice, so there you go. Ottawa Glandorf at Eastwood. That's on WTVG DT2. That's CW13.2. Also on the Toledo Sports Network. And it's tape delayed, uploaded after the broadcast. So give them a little bit of time, and it'll be up there. Northwest at Taft, a Cincinnati battle by Waycross Community Media. It's tape delayed, then uploaded to their YouTube page, which you can follow at youtube.com slash waycrosscm. And that's all week one. I gave you a boatload of games to listen to, watch, wait for. There's a lot of games. I'm a little sad this year I'm not part of the high school football scene. That was one of my goals. But if people find this helpful and they listen to football, then there you go. I'm part of it somehow. But, yeah, that's a lot of games. Like I mentioned, I will be doing this once a week. And I'm realizing that took a little over 20 minutes to get through the whole thing. So, sorry. And with scores, that's going to make half the episode football. Which, if you're not a football fan, I'm sorry. But high school football is kind of big in Ohio. What was it, the third best state for high school football behind California and Texas? There's a couple other states that are pretty good as well. If you're wondering why I cover Indiana, well, it's part of the Miami Valley. Wayne County, Randolph County, Jay County, Sportland part, I don't know. Union County, there's another county I feel, but I'm not thinking of it at the time being. Also Kentucky schools, but I didn't catch the scores there, so I do apologize. Like I mentioned, this podcast has always been about Cincinnati and Dayton area sports, and it will always be about Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports. Again, if I missed a broadcast, I do apologize. This is what was on Yappy yesterday when I made my notes, and feel free to tweet me avenues to catch games, because like I said, I'll be doing this once a week. And there you have it, folks. That is football week one in Southwest Ohio. Happy football, miss. Don't false start or you'll lose five yards. Yeah, just thinking about some of the storylines around here. I mentioned Backyard Blitz will have three head coaches making their debut. And that's some good action there. They do a nice job. It's the same folks behind flying to the hoop. Not as many teams and you don't have prolific prep coming out here to Dayton, Ohio, and then, oh, we're snowed in type of thing because it's autumn or summer, technically, but there you go. We're going to take a breather here on episode 112, come back, and it's baseball. And which side of hell is real? Yes, bout two just happened, and one team, well, they won. There's no draws in this second leg. Talk to you soon. It's episode 112 of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Hey, listeners. Did you know that you can buy gear supporting the local Sunday sports podcast? Visit theleewmallon.com slash podcast. 
Then click on Buy Podcast Merchandise made by TeePublic. You can get shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, and even stickers. Check out the local Sunday sports gear by TeePublic. Hey folks, this is Lee W. Mowen of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Anchor, the easiest way of making a podcast. Anchor is completely free and gives you everything you need in one easy place on your desktop or mobile device. Anchor includes creation tools to make your podcast sound great, including the newly featured background music option. Anchor also takes care of the heavy lifting by getting your podcast out to the major platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and even more. You can also make some money with your podcast with no minimum listenership required. What are you waiting for? Create your podcast by downloading the Anchor app in the App Store or on Google Play, or visit anchor.fm to get started. Anchor.fm, the host of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Hi, everybody. I hope you enjoy the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Did you know you can get paid just for listening to this podcast? I just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen on the app. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards for Amazon, Starbucks, and more locations. Or you can even take the pod coin and donate it to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. Here's what you do. You download the app right now for free in the App Store or on Google Play. And simply use my code CINCYSPORT with two eyes, And you'll get 300 pod coins just for signing up. So go ahead, listen to this podcast or any podcast on PodCoin. And sign up with the code CINCYSPORT with two eyes. It's changing the way people listen to podcasts. Podcoin. So you remember that T Public commercial that just played? Sure you do. It was a couple minutes ago. Well, that sale's gone, like I mentioned last week. But I did get this really nice three-fourth sleeve shirt, and I really like it. T Public does some really nice stuff. So if you do want to rock the podcast logo, which it's a great logo made by Chad Hollingsworth. Go on to the press kit, the leewmallon.com slash podcast, and it's right underneath Listen Here. Buy podcast merchandise. You can get shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, phone cases, I think laptop cases even, notebooks, and you can get a little bit of everything there. And it helps me out too because it kicks back a little bit of uh, money back to me. That's what I said, helps me out a little bit. Anyway, you know what would be really funny? If I yelled baseball to talk about baseball, I'm not going to do that. I've already used my annoying card for the day. So let's talk about the three local teams chasing a playoff spot. One team is out. One team is looking like they're out. And another team is doing okay. Doing okay. We'll start off with that team. It's the Florence Freedom out of the Frontier League. Independent Baseball. Means you're not hooked up with any MLB, MILB team. There's opportunities for you to get your contracts purchased by said MLB teams and play in the MILBs to reach the MLBs, but it's independent. So do their own thing. Florence Freedom, not too far from Cincinnati. Good prices. 
And the mascot is a giant water tower. You know, that thing that says Florence, y'all. They were supposed to say Florence, Mall, but they can't because I think it's a state law saying you can't have advertisements on water towers. The more you know. Currently, in the West Division, the Freedom are a game back of first place Evansville. However, that series in Indiana against the Otters, Florence took two out of three. That's a good series win. Time is running out on the Frontier League season, as Florence is 53-38, and 38, a game back of the Evansville Otters, and a game up on the River City Rascals, who will be playing their last season in 2019. About three weeks ago, it was mentioned that the Rascals would be folding in O'Fallon, Missouri. That's St. Louis area. But they're looking to see if they can put another team out there. Don't know if there'll be another independent team. That's what they like. Might be a summer collegiate team. That's been happening. I mean, look at Traverse City, Normal, Illinois... Those are a couple of schools that, a couple of schools, a couple of cities that have went the summer collegiate pathway. There are schools in that city, sure, but there you go. So Florence are back in action tonight for a doubleheader against the Joliet Slammers. First game's at 5:35. Second game scheduled to start at 8:05. This is at UC Health. Last home game of the year is tomorrow, August 29th, against the same Joliet Slammers. And then it's a two-game road trip for Florence. They'll head to Chicago, take on Windy City. Five games left. They're all winnable. And if you look on the other side, see what the Otters are doing. Load up real quick and tell you that the Otters have Gateway coming in. They're the fifth place slash last place team in the West. They're in for two at Bose Field. And then Evansville makes the trip to Rent One Park. That's the business. You don't get to rent a park, but there you go. Evansville have a three-gamer against Southern Illinois. And the Miners are still fairly close to the standings. But they slipped a little bit since the last episode. They're now four back of first place Evansville. Way I see it, five games left. Every game is a must-win. And you're... Constantly looking at the scoreboard, saying, what's the other team doing? I mean, right now, Florence and River City would be the wild card teams, I believe. You get four teams in the playoffs. It's happening shortly. I think we can talk about that next week. Tell you what the wild card standings look like. Your division leaders are Evansville and Lake Erie. Lake Erie, a lock. The Rice and the East... Not as close. The Crushers, 51 and 40 overall, 8 and 2 in the last 10. Wild card, Florence and River City on top. Southern Illinois is 2 back of a wild card spot. Schaumburg is 7 back. Joliet, 12 and a half. Windy City, 13 and a half. Gateway, 15. Washington, 17. That's how that works. We go back to the standings. Evansville, Florence, River City, all separated by two games. Southern Illinois, 4 back. Gateway, 17 back. In the east, Schaumburg's the closest at 6 back. 11.5 back is Joliet. Windy City's 12.5. And Washington is 16 back. I think it's going to be a very exciting finish. I think Florence should be a lock, depending on what happens these five games. I mean, nothing's really a lock in sports. Let's be real. 
but I think Florence has a very good shot. They could possibly leapfrog over Evansville. These five games are crucial, like I mentioned. Evansville, they have Southern Illinois, which could play a little spoiler, and they're still in the playoff race. That's a big three-game series. Florence, they have two at Windy City, who's 12 and a half back. They want to play spoiler, so every game is important. So next week, we'll tell you how the Florence Freedom did. So best of luck go on to Florence. If you haven't been to a Freedom game today and tomorrow, your last chances to. And I highly recommend it because it is still good quality baseball, a good quality field, and a very exceptional price. Let's talk about the team now that is out of the playoff race, and that will be the Dayton Dragons. Officially, it happened the third game of the series at Lake County. The Dragons dropped that four-game series. They were in the driver's seat for a split, but Lake County came back, tied it up late, and added two in the eighth to make it a three-game out of four series win over the Dragons. So no playoffs for the 20th Dragons team since moving to Dayton for the 2000 season. 2000 season. And now a big three-game series starts up at Great Lakes. Great Lakes, they won the first half pretty easily. They're a good team. They're the single A of the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have not really lost a beat. 36-28, and 79-52 overall. And I believe that's the best overall mark in the Midwest League. Clayt Schmidt, who is a former West Michigan Whitecap, also a survivor of... I believe it's non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. It's the same thing that James Conner suffered through, and the two are friends. Normally out of the bullpen for the Dragons, he has started the last three, four matches and has done quite well. He's 1-1 one one with a 2.51 ERA, goes against Jose Shashin, who's 11-7 and an ERA of 4.58. The overall season series between Great Lakes and Dayton, well, the Loons have 10, the Dragons have 3. However, it does look a little better. On the road, the Loons have taken four out of the six against Dayton. Like I mentioned, Dragons are no longer in the running for the playoffs. It is a shame, but things happen. Three more games on the road, then three more at home, and that's the 2019 season. We look forward to 2020, seeing who's going to be Dragons... Who's going to make the 2020 squad? What the Midwest League looks like in 2020? We will see. Juan Martinez had a 11-game hitting streak until yesterday. He went 0-4, for 4, I believe, and 15-47 of 47 in his last 12 games with two homers. And that matched the longest of the season, longest hitting streak of the season by a Dragon, and it matched Randy Ventura's while back. Michael Ciani leading the Midwest League in stolen bases with 42. And all-time, there's been two Dragons that have led the league in steals. One would be Billy Hamilton when he stole over 100, which, by the way, the Kansas City Royals did wave him. And I believe the Atlanta Braves picked him up not to start, but to come in as a pinch runner. Just a batting Never came around for Billy Hamilton. Great speed, efficient defender. Just the hitting. You gotta get on base somehow. 
And if you're striking out or not getting on base, what good set speed? So two dragons, I mentioned Billy Hamilton in 2011, Jose Siri in 2017. So Siani might be the third dragon of all time in this decade and all time in program history to lead the Midwest League in steals. He beat Reggie Pruitt, who got moved up about a month or so ago. So six games left, three at home. What do you look for? Well... There's careers that are still involved. You want to move up to Daytona, Chattanooga, Louisville next year. You got to put in a nice impression before heading out of Dayton, Ohio. I still can't believe the season ends on Monday. If you're coming out to Fifth Third Field Saturday night, there are fireworks afterwards. The first pitch is 7.09. It's a TV game. Sunday's at 2.09, and Monday, Labor Day, is 2 o'clock. Note the 2 o'clock on Monday. I'm going to have to remind myself of that as well. Dragons 27-37 overall, 55-79. and And we look at the standings to tell you who's left. There are now six teams out of the running. In the Midwest League second half. That does not include the playoff teams. So really your Eastern race is Bowling Green, South Bend, Lansing. Dayton is 12 and a half back. Uh, first place Bowling Green. And now eight and a half back of South Bend with six to play. You're not catching up. Therefore the Dragons are eliminated. Currently in sixth place in the Eastern division are the Dragons. Tied with Fort Wayne and West Michigan coming into town Saturday. They're 25 and 39. They have won six of the last 10, but eight and 21 away this half from Fifth Third Ballpark. That's right. There's more Fifth Thirds than in Dayton. There's Fifth Third Field in Dayton and Toledo. There's Fifth Third Ballpark in Comstock Park, Grand Rapids area, whatever you want to call it, West Michigan. There you go. So Bowling Green, 39-24 in this second half. Great Lakes, if they didn't have a playoff spot, they would be three and a half back, but they do, so they're not in. South Bend is four back of first place, and they have the wild card spot. Three and a half up on Lansing. Very little room to commit errors for Lansing, because like I mentioned, there's six games left, and you are... Three and a half back. So every game is important. South Bend's also six and four in the last ten. And currently in the driver's spot for the wild card. Lansing, three and a half back, 32-32. The teams eliminated Dayton, Fort Wayne, West Michigan, also Lake County, Great Lakes. They can't double clinch. So right now, it's South Bend and Lansing. Who gets that last spot? Bowling Green. Unless there's an epic collapse where they lose all six and everyone else wins their six. They they should have the half. That's a good team. That's a Tampa Bay Rays team, Bowling Green. South Bend is the Cubs. Lansing is Toronto. Great Lakes is the Dodgers. Lake County is Cleveland. So right now it is Lake County, Great Lakes, awaiting the second half playoff contenders. In the West, Quad Cities and Cedar Rapids are already aboard. Also, their elimination number is one, meaning if they lose, they can't get in the second half, but it doesn't matter. 
Because really the race is Kane County, Clinton, Wisconsin. Wisconsin is five back of Clinton, who is one game back of Kane County. Kane County would be the half winner of the season ended today. Clinton be the wild card winner. The Cougars, part of the Arizona Diamondback system, 41-23. Lumber Kings in the Miami Marlins system. It's weird not saying Seattle. At 40-24. and The Lumber Kings have caught fire again. They're 8-2 and in their last 10. They had a pretty bad slump, I think. The losing streak that reached five games. And that's what kind of put the Kings underneath the Cougars. But it's a close race. Anyone can win that. Western second half title. Wisconsin is five back of the wild card spot, six backs of first. Cedar Rapids, Quad Cities, they're not in the race. They're already in. Burlington, Beloit, Peoria cannot get in the playoffs. They're eliminated. Burlington, 27-37. Beloit, 26-38. Peoria, 21-43. So it's looking like Kane County Clinton for the West against... Cedar Rapids, Quad Cities. Quad Cities, the first half winner, even though they didn't have a home much of that first half because that wonderful flood the Mississippi River suffered. Right on the river. Beautiful sight, but when the river overflows, it's, it's not good. Especially when the mayflies swarm. You don't want that. And now we talk Reds baseball. This is the team where I'm on the fence if they're coming or going. That sweep at Pittsburgh that the Reds suffered, oh, I thought that was it. I mean, yes, a series win in Miami, that's a series win. But the Reds still have a lot of leaping to do. Well, look at the NL Central standings first. The Reds are currently in fourth, 62-69. 11 back of first place St. Louis. The Cardinals have caught fire, and they're rolling. Absolutely rolling. Currently playing the Milwaukee Brewers right now in Wisconsin. Cardinals 73-58, that's first. Chicago is three back at 70-61 are the Cubs. Brewers 67-65, six and a half out. And three and a half out of a wild card spot. Chicago has one of the two spots. Cincinnati eight back of the wild card and 11 out of first. And Pittsburgh 14 and a half away from the card. And 17 and a half out of first at 56-76. That was a tremendous series sweep turned in by the Pirates. It almost made me wonder if Cincinnati even showed up, especially that second game where the Pirates ran rampant on the Reds. In the NL East, Atlanta leads, and Washington has the first pl- Wild card spot. They're three up on Chicago for that manner. But the Nationals are five and a half back. They've caught in fire as of late. And seven and three in their last ten compared to Atlanta's eight and two. That's not bad. Washington is a pretty nice club. Philadelphia, 68-63, ten and a half back, two out of a card. Mets, eleven and a half out, three out of a card. And the Marlins can't get in the playoffs. They're 31 and a half out of first and 23 away from the card. And 2-8 and eight in the last 10. For the NL West, it's the Dodgers still on top. They are 19 and a half up on second place Arizona. And the Diamondbacks are 4 out of the wild card spot. San Fran 5.5 out of the card. 21 out of first. And back below 500 are the Giants. Padres 9. 9 shy of 500. 
24 and a half back of first, nine out of a card. And Colorado, 59-74. Their elimination numbers, too. It's not looking good in Denver. In the American League, just in case you're curious, Yankees, along with Minnesota and Houston, that's your East Central West leaders, your wild card, the Indians, and the Athletics. That's what's looking right now. I I like to say the Reds make the playoffs, but going on the wild card standings, you still have half a field to leap. You gotta leap Philadelphia, the Mets, Milwaukee, Arizona, San Fran. I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. I love to see it, but I just don't think it's in the cards. I mean, sure, there's still another month to go. And when Marty's on the radio, I'll be listening. When Marty's not on the radio, <laughs> off. But I, I think 2020 might be better. I don't know what the future of the Reds hold. I don't know who's still in Cincinnati. I will tell you, though, when Votto came off the I.L., Peraza got optioned. Not sure if I saw it happening. But I will say that was utility, utilityness, utilityness, is that a word? His ability to play multiple positions on the field is nice. It's not nice when you can't take a walk. And did he have what, like three walks before getting sent down? So I don't know if we've seen the last of Peraza in Cincinnati. Remember, on Monday, the rosters expand to 40. So you will see the 40-man roster go up into Cincinnati. It'll be interesting to see who will be called up, and we'll talk about that next week. Look for the episode to happen Tuesday. Like I mentioned on Monday, I'm working. I know it's a little bit late to talk football scores, but it's what I can do. Sorry. So, the Freedom, very good shot to making the Frontier League playoffs. The Dragons are completely out, and 2020 awaits. The Reds, it's not looking good, but maybe. And now we talk about that rivalry. You know the rivalry. That one. The one that's based off the sign on 71. The one that I'm always afraid when I say it, people are going to report it, and then I'm going to kick off Apple Podcast. Hell is real, Derby. You know, FC Cincinnati Columbus. That one. First one ended a 2-2 draw. FC Cincinnati scored two, and then Columbus scored two. Well, the the meeting in Cincinnati, well, uh, it didn't go anything like that. The crew scored three before the end of the first half. FC Cincinnati got their one in the 89th minute, and Columbus painted the town black and gold. I guess painted the state black and gold. There's no other MLS team in there, but congrats go out to the crew. They took down FC Cincinnati by a 3-1 to margin. Two goals for Zardes. One goal for Luis Diaz with one assist. Alfor and Pedro Santos get an assist for Cincinnati. Mana gets the long goal back in the 89th minute. The team stats look like this. Both teams got six shots on target. FC Cincinnati outshot the crew 13-12 to in the match. Eloy Room, five saves for Columbus. Titan gets three saves in the loss. And we're looking at, let's see the cards. Five yellow cards on FC Cincinnati, four on Columbus. 
wouldn't have it any other way. And I know that sounds very unsportsmanlike, but it's a rivalry. You know, FC Cincinnati's new kin town, Columbus, almost moved to Austin. Thank God they didn't. I saw few FC Cincinnati fans. There's one that I saw. I shouldn't say a few. That's rude. I saw one FC Cincinnati fan in particular. It's like, you almost moved to Texas. Make your banners in Texas. And I just... I don't get angry too often, but I almost throttled my phone and broke it. Like, come on, really? It's just, no, I, I didn't appreciate that, but... Yeah, what can you say? That's dominant win by Columbus. And now, the crew on this streak where they've only lost one match in eight matches played. Yeah, crew are looking pretty good. Unfortunately, it was that bad streak earlier in the summer that did them in. Technically, the crew are not out of the playoff race. FC Cincinnati is. It's been a tough year for FC Cincinnati. Uh, you can make the argument that the players weren't MOS ready and you're still getting ready for USL season. You can make that argument and you'd be close to right. But I'm hoping that's a wake-up call and 2020 will be a better year for FC Cincinnati. Not in the basement. The crew have 30 points. They are underneath the playoff line, but seven points away from the last playoff team in the East. That would be Toronto FC. The crew have a goal differential of negative 11. That's not great when you're in the negatives. I don't think I have to say that. Five, six, and four at home. Three, nine, and two away. And averaging a point, a little over a point per. For the crew, they're underneath Montreal, Orlando City with 34 points. Chicago's got 33. And then the basement is FC Cincinnati at 18. By the way, FC Cincinnati does have the worst goal differential in the league at negative 37. It was Colorado at one point, and now it's dropped down to negative 37 for FC Cincinnati. For the crew, like I mentioned, negative 11. That's not great, but it's not negative 37. Looking at the Eastern Conference, you got Lair United with 48 points. They're above the Philadelphia Union as Lair United is 15-9-3. Philadelphia is 14-8-6. New York City FC, that's a team that Recently took both their battles in Ohio. I believe both of them were in Ohio. They're 13-5-8, 47 points. That's one point behind the Union and Atlanta United FC. Red Bulls, 41 points at 12-11-5. That's wins, losses, and draws. DC United, 10-10-9. New England, 10-9-8. And Toronto FC, 10-10-7. In case you're wondering about the West, I believe both LA teams are at the top. And wouldn't you know it, there's an X next to Los Angeles Football Club. The X is good. That means it's a playoff spot. No one in the East has done that yet. But LAFC has 62 points, and that's nearly 2.3 points per game. 19-3-5. Best goal differential at positive 46. That's a lot of goals. Actually, the precise number is 74 goals scored. That's the most in the West. I believe that's the most in the East. Yep. I think the closest would be... I'm looking at the wrong thing. 48 by New York City FC. 
74. That's outstanding. Real Salt Lake, Seattle, LA Galaxy, Minnesota United, San Jose, and FC Dallas. That's your playoff teams as the season ends today in the West. We have Portland, Sporting, Kansas City, Houston, Colorado, and Vancouver. Vancouver's fallen to the bottom now. It was the Rapids. Their goal differential is negative 20. Vancouver, I mean. So, rough year in Cincinnati. I still love the passion that I see between the two. And again, I'm going to say it because I'm the most evil man in Ohio. I like the crew and I like FC Cincinnati. So there. If I could stitch up a jersey or a kit, as they call it in soccer, if I could stitch up a kit with half crew, half FC Cincinnati, I would because I'm a madman. But I don't have the money for one. So there you go. Yeah, I can't, I, I can't just throw away my, you know, me being a fan of the crew just because, oh, here's FC Cincinnati. That's not how I work. I like the crew, and I've always wanted to see a match. And hopefully, I'll get to next year. Who knows? And hopefully, see one at the new stadium at FC Cincinnati in a couple years. But, yeah. I like FC Cincinnati. I like the crew. What are you going to do? Not rhyme. That was lame. There is one more thing before I close out episode 112. It's from Mike Dyer. It's on Cincinnati High School... What is that group called? <laughs> I believe it's Cincinnati High School Sports Fans. I think that's what it is. You can find it on Facebook. Anyway, the Fairfield Indians, they're in the Greater Miami Conference. They're in Fairfield, Ohio. And they're red and white. And their school is right by Jungle Gyms and Forest Fair. What I really like talking about, besides all those things, is the fact that apparently... With Fairfield donning camo jerseys, it's the first high school ever to don camo jerseys. Uh, I I was I was shocked. I mean, I know high school athletic budgets don't come close to collegiate or professional budgets. I know that. You don't have to treat me like I'm an idiot. But I never knew that there wasn't a high school that did that. I mean, we have Wright Pat up here in Fairborn. I thought Fairborn, maybe Beaver Creek would have been the first, but apparently not. I believe it's based off the Ohio National Guard, I believe, that's sponsoring this. But yeah, when Fairfield takes on Centerville, which, by the way, I didn't see on there, I am presuming that the Centerville radio station, which is 107.3, I believe they'll be traveling down to call that game. I might be wrong, though, but there you go. That's a game that was like, wow, that's not being broadcasted anywhere? Fairfield-Centerville? That's going to be a great game. Anyway, Fairfield's wearing camo jerseys, and I really, really like that. So, congrats for Fairfield being the first team ever to do that. Which is surprising to me, just because of the fact, again, the bases, and... I don't know, I'm going to try to pull it up, actually, on Facebook. While we're at it, want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. I'm sorry I was so negative last week, but... Doing a-okay. So, as long as you're listening to this podcast, it makes me happy. I think that'll close out episode 112 of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. I can't believe football season is back. And it'll be nice to bring you scores of all the games from the Lima area down to Cincinnati. And the Indiana scores and possibly the Northern Kentucky scores if I can find them. So. 
any corrections, any broadcasts that I missed. Again, I apologize, but tell me about them. Twitter at the Lee W. Mowen and Facebook, Lee W. Mowen. There's my email. You can reach me on my website, theleewmowen.com. And we'll do this again for week two. Happy to have you on board. Here's to local Cincinnati and Dayton sports. This is Lee W. Mowen signing off. I'm Ty Yeager, and I want to introduce you to the Rise Up Podcast community, a community for podcasters created by podcasters, dedicated to the promotion and growth of podcasts everywhere. Rise Up is not a network. There are no contracts and no control over your content, just a vessel for you to spread the word of your work and connect with the fellow podcasters to collaborate, create, and promote. And guess what? It doesn't cost you a single cent to join the community. Join the Rise Up Podcast community today by visiting our website at bit.ly slash community and follow the community on Twitter at rupodcommunity. Again, that's bit.ly slash community and at rupodcommunity on Twitter. Come and join the community of podcasts and rise up with us. Rise Up Podcast Community. Pushcar here, joined by my co-director, Victor Williams. Are you looking to bring more attention to your sports content? Over at Overtime Heroics, you can be a part of a growing sports community, such as podcasts like my own, Cleveland Surge, and my own Philly Special Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to share your sports opinions, they also have an active forum for all sports topics. So if you want your sports content to be heard amongst other sports fans, go over to Overtime Heroics forward slash forums and make your first hot take today. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. Closing theme is Leveled Up by Bad Snacks from YouTube via royalty-free music, no copyright music group. Visit theleewmowen.com slash podcast to listen on your favorite platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, CastBox, Anchor, and more. Follow along on Twitter at Gem on Queen Crown and at the Lee W. Mowen and on Facebook by liking the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast page and become a member of the Facebook group, Fans of the Local Sunday Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you for listening. This is Lee W. Mowen saying goodbye and please join us again for another new episode of the Gem on the Queen's Crown, the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast.